Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Overcomer is a victorious one. And the Bible tells us in 1 John that the one that is born of God is an overcomer. The one that's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So when we're talking about faith, we're talking about winning. We're talking about triumphing, overcoming uh, sin, habits, lack any number of things, habits, like we said, addictions, there's nothing too hard that God can't help you with. He created the body. Uh, I, I have uh, witnessed and, and heard many testimonies over the years of people that God delivered from addictions that didn't even have withdrawals. It's amazing. It's astounding. Uh, that means God changed the chemistry of their brain. He changed their uh, glands and their organs because your body can physically become dependent on these drugs, whether it's alcohol or, or some other thing or prescription drugs. A lot of times people think, well, just because, you know, uh, it was prescribed, I got it at the druggist, it must be okay. No, a lot of these things are so powerful and they're so addictive. And, and then what happens is people, you're supposed to take one or two a day and now they're taking 10, 15 a day and can't think they can't get through the day without it. That's not freedom. That's bondage. Addiction is bondage. And the Bible uh, reveals that God said he didn't set us free to be servant to anything. He set us free. It was for freedom that he made us free. <laughs> That's what Galatians says. And he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. One translation says is completely free. Another one said is unquestionably free. So uh, don't uh, take, you know, just give up and, and assume, well, uh, you know, I have to live like this. I'm, I'm bound and I, I can't, I can't. First of all, you got to quit saying I can't. Because your words then are stout against what the Lord has said. You got to agree with him and you got to realize God made the body. He made the body. He made minerals and chemicals. He made everything that's down here. Now, a lot of it's in a distorted condition because of sin and the curse. He didn't make it that way, but he made it originally in its perfect form. And do you know how easy it would be for him to touch you, touch me 
in my organs or in my brain or in my blood and just how many believe the touch of God could release light and life so that that problem is just disintegrated. I mean, it just, it's not there anymore. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask for it and be willing. Now, there's always spiritual side to things. And there's a spiritual side to addictions. And there are spirits that get involved with these things. And you have to resist it. And then you got to be willing to make a change. Uh, because, you know, say so if you've been hanging around people that do drugs, well, uh, and you get free, but you keep hanging around them, well, what do they do? What do they uh, think and, and eat and sleep and breathe all the time? Drugs. Well, if you're around them and they're doing drugs, it's going to have a tendency to pull you back in. And so you can't do that. And I know you care about them, but you can't help them by going sliding down into more darkness with them. They need to come your way, not you go back. So uh, even though it's, uh, it can be you know, challenging and, and, and pull on your heart, there are times you need to distance yourself from people. And things you need a different uh, environment. You you need to you need to find a church. You need to get in a good church and have believer friends and people who don't just think about doing drugs all the time. People who are free. Uh, the Bible said, uh, uh, "He that walks with wise men will be wise himself, but a companion of fools will be destroyed." Does it matter who you hang out with? Yes. It does. And what will happen is whatever they're doing and whatever spirits they're yielding to, to hang out with them, if you really fellowship with them a lot, you wind up yielding to the same bad spirits they're yielding to. Or if they come your direction and get saved, they wind up yielding to the Holy Spirit in church. Is that right? With you. But you can't, the Bible said, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship? does righteousness have with unrighteousness? It does not. So I believe God would work healing deliverance in people right now, today. Do you believe that? I believe that it is an easy thing for God who made the body to touch it and deliver from chemical dependency. Hmm? Regardless of what we're talking, anything from what people call recreational light stuff to the heavy, heavy, you know, uh, injecting, uh, mainlining heroin, whatever it is. With God, nothing's impossible. He's not limited. He, he never looked at a case and go, oh, I don't know if I can do that one or not. Never, <laughs> never, never. But you got to give him something to work with. You need to invite him in. You need to ask for his help. And you need to be willing to do what he tells you to do afterward, like we're talking about, separate yourself. So are you ready? Yes. Are we ready? Yes. Everybody said out loud, Father God, Father God I, believe in you. I believe in you. You are, you are the, only the only God, the mighty God. Creator of heaven and earth. And I believe in your Son. Savior of the world. Jesus the Christ. That he came. He died on the cross. And paid for all my sins. And all my failures. 
and all my mistakes and purchased complete redemption and freedom for me. Jesus, I confess you as Lord of my life. Lord over me. Over all of me. My spirit. My soul. My mind. My body. Everything. And I thank you for saving me. I ask you, Lord, work your power in my body and in my whole being to deliver me from every bondage, every chain, every addiction. Uh, addictions, I resist you. Cravings, I don't want you anymore. I don't want you anymore. Every evil thing, every wrong spirit, I command you, leave me. Get out of my house, out of my places. I don't want you anymore. And I receive deliverance. From every problem, every addiction, every addiction, I receive freedom in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now lay your hands on your body, one hand on your midsection here and one on your head. And whatever God needs to do so that you are completely free, we are completely free, receive it right now. Said out loud, brain, brain. Be, healthy. be healthy and be cleansed, and be cleansed. From, every from every addiction and from every problem, every problem. And, be and be healed from all damage. All damage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe I receive, I believe I receive healing, healing in my brain, in my, brain, in my organs. In my in my blood and bones and every part of my being and my skin and my teeth and my eyes and my ears and all the damage that's been done, Lord, you are well able to heal. And I ask for it. Touch me. Cleanse me. Strengthen me. Make me sound. Make me whole again. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now put up a hand and say thank you. Put up a hand and say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for healing me. Now this is what you do the rest of the day. What we just did these last few seconds. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Keep that in your mouth. All afternoon or all evening or morning or 
or whatever the time is, and all through the day, and every time something tries to come to your mind about, well, no, or you won't be able to stay free or whatever, you cast it down, you say, leave me, get out of here, and then you say again, thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me. Thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Hallelujah. Well, yesterday's class, we were talking about repentance. And repentance is change. A big part of repentance is change. And uh, your body, as you're repenting in your heart, your body can experience change. The change from one spiritual influence to another. From a bad influence to a good influence. Now remember what we talked about previously. You cannot just go back and hang with your friends doing drugs. You can't do it if you want to stay free. You cannot. You got to get out of there. They'll say, well, what's wrong with you? And why don't you want to hang with us anymore? And you say, hey, come over to church and hang with me. Amen. Hmm? Amen. Because if they keep going that direction, uh, they can overdose. All kind of bad things can happen. No, no. You don't need to go back their way. They need to come your way. But you got to make that definite separation. You've got to separate yourself and not be in that environment. I mean, if you've been drinking, you cannot go hang around in bars. You can't be around it. If you need to, drive two blocks out of the way so you don't have to pass in front of the liquor store. Hmm? I'm telling you, uh, you've got to avoid uh, the temptation and don't subject yourself to unnecessary temptation because uh, you want to stay free. I mean, you don't want to go around, uh, you know, your life with your brain in a fog and destroy all your relationships and all your job and no prosperity and, and destroy, ruin your health. And I mean, that's destruction. Yes. And it's not God's will that any should perish. Is that right? So uh, look with me, if you would, back at that verse again in Second uh, Peter that we just quoted, 2 Peter, the third chapter, you will hear um, a lot of folks say, you know, these people were destroyed, these people were killed, this storm destroyed this uh, town and, and killed, you know, babies and, and children and and all this kind of thing. And you, you'll hear people, even preachers say, well, we just don't understand it. You know, God's ways are mysterious. And that, you know, it, it just, it was their time and we don't know why. Absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. I said wrong. Yes. Wrong. God is not killing little children with tornadoes. No. Huh? No. He's not. He's not killing Christians no. in earthquakes and and all of this kind of stuff, that is not God. You know, it's interesting that um, um, when the man of God, the prophet, one time was uh, actually uh, Jezebel was after him and, and going to kill him. And, and he was uh, running away from it. And he went out to seek the Lord and he got to a place and, and there was this strong, mighty wind, the Bible said, that came through and rent the rocks. And the next phrase says, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. Is God in every wind? No. No. Now, there was a wind that came, blew in on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Is that right? Yeah. 
There came a sound like a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And they were filled with the Spirit and spoke in other tongues. The, the roof didn't get blown off. Nobody got killed. But everybody got filled. Amen. That was a God wind. Amen. Is that right? Yes. God was in that wind. But the scripture said concerning Elijah out there, that wind came through and it rent the rocks. Well, man, that's like a tornado, hurricane force wind, if it can break rocks. And the scripture said God was not in that wind. The Lord was not in it. Then it said there was this fire. And it said, but God wasn't in that. And it went through things. And then it says there was a still small voice. And that was God. No, God is not in every tornado and hurricane and flood and plague and disease. These things exist because of sin and the curse and the destroyer. The Bible said, Jesus said, John 10, 10, uh, the thief doesn't come unless he comes to steal and kill and to destroy. Well, who's the thief? Who's Jesus talking about? Is he referring to, is that a, a, another name for himself? No. Is Jesus the thief? No. Is God the Father the thief? No. The great thief? No. no. Well, who's he talking about? Is there a devil? Yes. Well, to hear a lot of people talk, you think there's not. Because everything that happens is God. Well, where, what's the devil doing? <laughs> to hear them talk. Nothing. I mean, he's, it's like he don't exist. And that's his perfect cover. Oh, that's exactly what he, he wants people to not even believe he exists. That means he can do anything he wants. And then get you to blame it on God. So he can just keep operating and just keep on stealing, killing, and destroying. But thank God we know better. We've learned better from the Word of God. And we're not ignorant of his devices. Mm -mm. If it's stealing, tell me who did it. Come on, help me out. The thief, the devil. If it's killing, the thief. If it's destroying, the thief, the evil one, the devil. He's, his name is the destroyer. That's not God. God's not the destroyer. Notice again in 2 Peter 3 and 9, said the Lord's not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness. Don't you know that's a fact? God's not slack. <laughs> huh? When did God ever go, uh-oh, I'm running behind. Oh, no. How did this happen? Why didn't somebody tell me? Are you kidding? God is never slack. Never. But he is long-suffering. That's what's going on, is his great mercy and patience. You know, Every, you know, on one hand, we're all ready for the Lord to come, right? Man, yeah. Come on, Lord. Let the trumpet sound. Let's blow this popsicle stand. Let's get out of here. Let's go on to the next big thing. But at the same time, when that happens, this opportunity of grace and for people to come get saved, that's the end of that. And so every day the Lord delays is another day somebody can get saved. Amen. So who knows enough to say, all right, that's enough. Let's get out of here. All right, sorry, no more opportunity. for." I don't know that. 
You don't know that. Only he knows that. And so he will get it right. He will, do, he will get it exactly right. It won't go too short. It won't go too long. But one thing we know right now, it's still going on. The Lord's still giving opportunity. He, he is long-suffering to us, talking about all of mankind, to all of us, not willing. Somebody say not willing. Not willing. Now, so you hear people debate and, and, and conjecture about the will of God and what God's will is. Uh, we're told what the will of God is in the written Word of God without any ambiguity. Instead of people saying, well, you know, we just don't know, but it must have been God's will. You know, they all died in that, that terrible flood and this and that. No. Did they perish? Was there perishing? Was there dis- consumption and destruction? Then that was not God's perfect will. That doesn't mean God couldn't move in the midst of it. Doesn't mean somebody couldn't cry out and get help and get delivered. And even what the enemy meant for evil, if you hold on to God, he can turn that thing around. Is that right? And bring some good. But don't attribute the destruction to God. There's There's a destroyer. There's an evil one. There's a thief. And that's not God. He said he's long suffering to usward. Class, say thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And I mean, that's every day. That's every. Didn't the Bible say, uh, His compassions fail not, and His mercies are what they're new every morning. Amen. Really? Wow. Huh? <laughs> and if you repent, He said, Your sins and iniquities I will remember no more. So you may say, you, you, you may come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I guess this is what, the 42nd time I've done this. He doesn't, he doesn't remember the 41 times before this. As far as he's concerned, we're only dealing with this, right? And as soon as you repent and receive your forgiveness, he sees you as though you never did it one time. Much less 42. Is that amazing or is yes. that... It's amazing. He said, there's sins and iniquities I will remember no more. So you need to quit bringing them up. Right? Right? You need to quit bringing them up and rest in his forgiveness and righteousness and cleansing and washing. He said, the Lord's long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. How can you avoid perishing? Repentance. Now this is one of the most important things you'll ever learn in your life. How, you know, uh, people say, well, you know, the wages of sin is death. That's correct. And uh, if you sow it, you're going to reap it. If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. That's true. Unless... Oh, unless you repent. And if you repent, now what happens is you rely on you sowed it, but Jesus reaped it. Oh, hallelujah. You deserved punishment and destruction, but Jesus took it for you. Oh, glory to God, which means I will not be. If you've repented, you can say, I deserve no punishment. 
I deserve no judgment. And the devil said, you liar, you, you've messed up so bad. You say, shut up. I've repented and I've received forgiveness and cleansing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, I deserve no judgment, no punishment, no disease, no curse. Why? Jesus took my place. He was cursed in my place. He was judged in my place. He was punished in my place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so if he paid for it, I don't have to pay for it. He paid for it. He didn't deserve it, but he paid for it anyway. I don't deserve the blessing, but I get it anyway. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what redemption is. The great exchange. He took my sin. I get his righteousness. He took my curse. I get his blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Woo. Are we still talking about faith? We are confidence in what he did. And that is only possible, though, if you will repent. Now, if you harden your heart and stiffen your neck and say, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need any of that. And I don't care. I don't need all that crutchy religion. And and I don't believe in all that stuff. And and you harden. Can you see why he kept saying, "Don't, don't do that. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. He just keeps saying it. Don't harden your heart. Why? Because that's how you get destroyed. That's how you perish. You will go down and be, be destroyed and not come out. And ultimately in the end, people who, were, who absolutely all their whole life refuse to repent, they go down not just to the grave, but to the heart of the earth. And, and they can't say, well, God, you know, why wouldn't you help me? He would. He would have received you thousands and thousands of times throughout your life. But you wouldn't repent. You would not. You, he would. They wouldn't. Aren't you glad, class, that by His grace you've been able to repent? Yes. It's a gift. Yes. I said it's a gift. Yes. You've been able to have uh, some awareness and, and, and revelation and realize you're lost and undone condition without him and realize you need him and realize when you've missed it instead of running and hiding and defending and arguing and reasoning you just humble yourself bow before him and say God I help me I need your help I repent I was wrong and oh friend he gives grace to the humble Amen. it'll flow to you Mercy will flow to you. Help will flow to you. And you won't perish. Somebody say, I'm not perishing. I'll not be destroyed. Not after this life. Not during this life. I have repented. And when I need to, I'll do it again. And I'll receive mercy. And I won't be destroyed. Oh, thank God. Is that wonderful? That is so good. Well, our time's up again. Let's say like we do. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Well, I really feel like we're getting free from some things and we're seeing God as He is. He is the healer, the restorer, not the destroyer. Come back tomorrow. Come back and we'll get more into this and see the goodness of God and it'll set you free. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.